Hello, I'm Tim. And I'm Sally. And we're from Group, the volunteer management platform that looks after your people, communications, governance and data. And welcome to the Dropshot Drop-In. Each of these episodes are fresh and only five minutes long. And before we start, I'd like to point out that Sally never knows what the topic or subject could be about. Today, we're talking about why is volunteering a great hobby? Sally, your thoughts on this? I love the way Tim throws me into this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't see volunteering as a hobby in my, own, in my own world, but I think for some people it probably is. But I think it's more of a, a commitment than a hobby. And it's something you feel strongly about and passionate about. So, yes, it could be about a hobby, but it could be about a service. It could be that you want to help someone. I think there's so many different elements of what volunteering is about. It's about helping others feel better or achieve um, or do something different, but it's also about helping yourself achieve and feel better about yourself. It's getting you out, it's socialising, there's so many reasons that volunteering is a fantastic thing to do, and that doesn't matter whether you're micro-volunteering, Tim, you know, which means just doing it a little bit here and there, yeah. or whether you're doing something regularly three times a week in a very organised, big, major setting. Yeah, exactly. And actually, it's, it's funny that you say that you don't see it maybe as a hobby yourself, which is really, really interesting, because I actually read an article about volunteering not being a hobby. Mm. And, you know, when you actually sign up to, to these different, you know, groups or projects, you're actually making a commitment and that some, organized, some organizations will actually sometimes test a volunteer to make sure that they completely understand the nature and the role that they're actually getting themselves into. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think a lot of volunteers don't necessarily understand how serious their roles are. Mm. But if you're going to help someone put some chairs out, set something up, you know, um, stewarding or whatever, yeah. um, I think that's manageable and fairly safe and controlled activities. Um, if you're helping people play sports and so on, it's all within various you know, safe, controlled activities. I think when it becomes a bit more serious, and most people don't understand, is when you're looking at becoming, say, a trustee for a charity. That's a really serious role. Mm. Um, and quite often people are asked to become trustees because, frankly, the board's desperate for people. I'm talking about small charities mm. here, small voluntary groups. But they're looking for people to spare their time to help run the governance of that organisation, whatever it is. But the thing is, once you sign up to be a trustee, you are in a legal position. You become a legal role yeah. and the responsibility of that organisation, be it payroll, activities, you know, anything fraudulent, it becomes your responsibility. Yeah. If they wind up, it's your responsibility. Um, I've been a trustee for a charity, I've been a chair of a charity and it is a massive responsibility. And another one, actually, Tim, is uh, it's just little things like people don't realise that when they're driving their car on behalf of that voluntary or charitable organisation yeah. as a volunteer, you need different types of insurance. Sure. Yeah, I was, oh, that was going to be a, a, a question with, mm. with regards to that, you know, if people are volunteering. And I think there's also a, a point around people will go, oh, I'm not a volunteer. I just go and help out. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I don't volunteer. I just mm. go and spend my time helping put the chairs out. And I think that is something that people need to take into consideration as well. People yeah. might not understand 
but just helping mm. kind of does make you a volunteer. Of course it is, you know, and uh, it's just that people feel, particularly in today's busy society, that they're just helping, whether they're sitting on a committee making decisions about team selection, yeah. whether they're helping out with um, some putting cups of teas out. In, other, in every way, they are affecting other people. Mm. It's rarely not affecting somebody. So it is a volunteering role. There's all sorts of discussion that goes on on a national basis, on a constant basis, about what volunteering really is. It's been thrashed about a million times. Um, but I don't think it matters what you call it, but it is a commitment, yeah, no matter absolutely. what it is. But it shouldn't feel like a weight-on-your-shoulder type of commitment. You know, you should be able to just go and do something within parameters so that you can get on and, and help people to the best of your ability. Mm. And, and from that, what, what do you think you need to be, uh, what do you think you need to have to be a good volunteer? For example, the motivation. What, what also do, do people need to think about and be aware of when they are signing up to these things? Obviously, motivation being one. Are there any others from your experience or that you might be able to give to people to look into a bit more? The ideal volunteer or helper in my book is someone who's patient, um, who's kind, um, and has got some humour. Yeah. I think if you've got those things... Everything else comes together. It doesn't matter if they're chaotic or disorganised. If they've got energy to run a session with a mm. load of young people in a sports activity, for example. Thank you. That's our alarm, <laughs> our five-minute alarm. Five um, so it doesn't matter if they haven't got those particular skills. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if they haven't got written skills. You know, it does matter if they can be patient and they can be kind and they've got some humour. If you're on a board or if you're running a trustee board at the, at the top end here... It doesn't matter if you're not amazing at um, uh, paperwork, actually, but you do need to be able to listen and be able to take on huge amounts of information and you do need to have patience and kindness and humour because you need to be able to care about the people you're with, compare, care about the beneficiaries that you're supporting, but also be kind to your colleagues and, and then be aware of their different roles in, mm. the, in the voluntary organisation or the charity or whatever and how they're being impacted. So patience, kindness, humour. Perfect. I, I put those top. Lovely. Thank you. And as everyone heard, the alarm has gone off. Our five minutes is, is up. Uh, again, thank you, Sally, for today. If anyone does want to leave any comments below, then please feel free to do so. Or again, if you want to contact us directly, it's group support at group.com sorry so support at group.com now to finish off we do like our joke of the day today sally i actually met uh, robin hood the other day and i actually asked him i said robin where where'd you keep your arrows he said in a quiver i said where'd you keep your arrows <laughs> i think you have to have been here present in front of tim to see him just quiver <laughs> just then I'd just like to add... Classic. Tim, this is radio, okay? Podcast. Uh, podcast, oh, yeah, all right. We're not being seen. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.